Si tienes alguna duda o sugerencia sobre el show, por favor, mándanos un email por questions arroba no te rindas podcast punto us. Welcome to Listen, Smile y No Te Rindas, a podcast for students of English who are hispanohablantes that want to hear real conversational American English. I'm Gabe, Gabriel, here with my brother Greg, Goyo. Our dad was Mexicano, but we didn't hear Spanish much at home, so we've studied Spanish as a second language. We're glad you're here with us today as we help you improve your conversational English. Hey, Greg, what's going down today? Good stuff, good stuff. So this is the first time we've uh, like connected two episodes like in a chain. It's kind of cool. Last week, we discussed some examples of the word do or hacer. The, uh, the other common English usage of hacer, as you know, is make, to make. So today we'll talk about some common uses of to make or make in English. Along the way, we'll also look at a, uh, a few common uses of hacer in Spanish and how they translate into English. Some of them do in fact use the word make. Others, however, even though it's tempting, do not use the word make and cannot be translated directly. Yeah, so it's gonna be super fun to talk about these words today if you like words. Today is a good episode for you as a listener. And as always, we'll go over just a few key terms that may not be uh, familiar uh, to our listeners. The first is water heater, a subject close to my heart. A water heater es un calentador de agua. Water heater, calentador de agua. The next word is a cubicle. A cubicle is un cubículo un cubículo. The next word is suitcase. A suitcase is una maleta. And last, we have mustard. Mustard is la mostaza. So, as I mentioned, some, some of these expressions have a direct relationship between hacer and make, and others don't, right? They're more of an idiom. They're more indirect in their translation. We're going to start off with some some direct ones. Gabe has example number one. So the first one that is a direct translation would be to make the bed, to make the bed. That would be hacer la cama. So Greg, in this one, <clears throat> I'll pretend to be the dad and you be the son. Okay. Uh, so vamos a fingir, no? Sí, vamos a fingir. Okay. Andale. Did you make your bed this morning? Uh, no. I told you that this summer you have to make your bed every day. In this family, we make our beds. Go make your bed. Fine. All right, that was excellent. That was excellent. So make your bed. Another one that's very direct is, at least in some places, we got to say that in some places. I don't think that uh, this expression is universal in Spanish. But we know that it exists, at least in Mexico, and that's to make an effort in English or hacer un esfuerzo. To make an effort. That's right. Greg, I was on a first date the other night. Oh, uh, congratulations. Yeah, a new, new uh, lady. But the problem was she hardly talked to me. During our date, she played on her phone. She got up and went to the restroom a lot. 
or she just sat there in silence. So I was like, uh, geez, you don't even know me yet. At least make an effort. Yeah, my brother's a great guy. Make an effort. <laughs> At least pretend to pay attention. That's right. <laughs> Give him a chance, man. Okay, so I'm going to use an expression in this next uh, example, which is or what or what. Now, that's a very strange expression in English. It kind of means like no es obvio in Spanish. So listen to the listen to the expression uh, as I get to the word uh, make and notice that or what is kind of like saying no es obvio. Okay, so Gabe, I'm going to I'm going to imitate a parent. Does this sound like a parent or what? You could at least make an effort to pick up around here by making your bed. Definitely sounds like nuestro padre. Yeah. Indeed, make an indeed. effort. <laughs> so an, another expression we hear commonly in Spanish with hacer is hacer amigos. And that's exactly the same in English, to make friends. Hacer amigos is to make friends. Yeah, like for example, I have this ex-roommate from when I was in graduate school named Ben. And Ben could make friends so easily. Hmm. Do you remember Ben? Yes, yes. And I, I consider him a friend, even though I've only met him a few times. He's very friendly. It's true. One time, for example, he, he brought home someone from the grocery store because they were both like buying bananas and they just started talking. And uh, we stayed friends with that guy uh, until Ben moved to like a new city. So <laughs> in, in Macon, Georgia, we were friends with him when we would go see uh, Ben. We would see the guy from the grocery store. And then when Ben moved to Chattanooga, uh, I, I, you know, we lost touch. We are, we are no longer friends, but he made friends with him just because they were buying, you know, produce, vegetables, fruits in El Supermercado. <laughs> Sorry to hear you guys lost touch with banana guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you'll notice that the expressions that we just used, whether they started in Spanish or they started in English were all direct, right? Hacer becomes make or make becomes hacer. These next few examples are indirect translations. They're what we would call in English idiomatic uh, modismos. No, they don't translate directly. So the first one is a favorite expression of mine, make my day, which can be used earnestly or it can be used sarcastically in English. And in Spanish, that would be Alegrarme el día. That's right. So like an example would be, um, my friend Erica made my day yesterday, Greg. No kidding. How, how did that happen? What did she, she do? She gave me a picture that she had taken of my dog, Lily, and I put the picture up in my cubicle. Oh, so now when you're at work at the help desk, you can look at Lily. That's so sweet. The picture doesn't growl. <laughs> but the customers do sometimes the right, customers, the grow. customers do <laughs> okay so um another expression is to make sense which uh is this phrase i use constantly when i'm speaking spanish uh and it doesn't translate directly which is tiene sentido so think about if you're studying english how often you need to ask if something si algo tiene sentido 
in Span in English, you ask, does it make sense? Right. Does that make sense? I, I often have to use this phrase too in my language learning. You have to use this a lot in, in your job though, right? Even though you're all speaking English in the job, uh, you have to tell people that things don't make sense sometimes. Am I right? Sure. Like the other day I had a caller uh, that told me something strange and I had to say, ma'am, I'm sorry, that makes no sense. When you say that your new water heater is making the ice cubes in your refrigerator shaped like moons and stars, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> moons now, and stars? It, moons and stars. Now, it would make sense if you had just gotten a new ice maker. <clears throat> I'm sure they come up with some very strange logic when they're on the phone with you sometimes, Gabe. They do. They do. And a lot of times what they do doesn't make sense, but they don't realize that until we can carefully explain it. That's right. And, um, and you do that very well. Another phrase uh, that we uh, use a lot in English is make up your mind to make up your mind. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with makeup. Like we talked about last week, uh, mm -hmm. make up your mind is decidirse. So uh, can you give an example of a time we would use make up your mind? Sure. So we were going to the movies uh, the other day, my son and I, my son, Lucas, and he was really impatient with me uh, before we left. I just couldn't make up my mind. He's like, look, do you want to wear dark socks with your sandals or white socks with your sandals? Papa, make up your mind. Decidete. Oh, Gabe, do you have a preference for wearing white socks or dark socks with your sandals? Um, I, I don't wear socks with sandals. Wait, you don't, you don't wear socks with your sandals? No, no, I, I, I'm not an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. I like white socks with my sandals. I find them quite comfortable. So, so Lucas was, you were running late for the movie. And he came in and saw you looking, swinging That's your right. head from left to right, white <laughs> socks and dark socks. Okay. Yeah. I would have told you to make up your mind also. And also grow some fashion sense, right? Get, right. Or get perhaps some... you could use one of each color in the interest of time. <laughs> yes. One dark sock and one white sock would have been a fantastic solution. That would have been the most embarrassing to my son at the movies for sure. <laughs> All that, right. What's our next, what's our next, that would example? be a good, a good way to play a joke on your son. That's the uh, <laughs> next one we were going to talk about. Um, hacer una broma, hacer una broma would be to play a joke or to play a joke on someone. So you could say, you know, Greg played a joke on his son by wearing socks of two different colors when they went to the movies. <laughs> Can you That's think right. of another example? Yeah, a couple. Um, so if you guys watch The Office out there, I know The Office is very popular, uh, dubbed in Spanish. And you know that Jim uh, is always playing a joke on Dwight. He's constantly playing jokes on Dwight. And one of my favorites is when he has a friend of his who's an actor pretend, fingir, to be uh, Jim and sit at his desk and um, they've changed out the photographs of Jim <laughs> with Pam so that they're now the actor and Pam 
and the children even look different because the actor <laughs> is a different ethnicity. So the children are now half, you know, one ethnicity and half the ethnicity of Pam. And um, and he even knows uh, Jim's passcodes for for his accounts. So <laughs> this really bothers Dwight. He thinks he's going crazy. He played a really good joke on Dwight in that example. And then I remember one of the best jokes that's ever been played on me. Uh, when I worked in a store called Radio Shack, Radio Shack sells uh, or used to sell. They don't sell, they don't really have very many Radio Shacks anymore. But back in the day, back in the 20th century, <laughs> Radio Shack sold electronics and um, and some of those ex electronics were expensive and some of those electronics were very inexpensive. And you wanted to work on electronics that were expensive, right? You wanted to sell computers and uh, televisions and uh, video recorders, right? Because you made more money when you did that. So in my first week, a very difficult customer calls me on the phone. And we had two phones in the store, one in the front, one in the back. And the customer calls and is asking me to do a whole lot of looking around the store for things, Gabe, that cost like a dollar <laughs> or 75 cents. And he was getting very technical with like numbers and amperage. And, you know, I didn't know that stuff yet. I was a new employee. Right. And he was getting really, really angry with me. And so I'm, so I'm looking around for help with, with my colleagues, right? My new coworkers. And I walk into the back of the store to where the other phone is. And the, my colleague is on the phone with someone else. And he's telling me, I'm on the phone with the district manager, right? I'm on the phone with the manager of our manager. And it's a very <laughs> high pressure call. You have to leave me alone, Greg. Déjame en paz. So I go back up to the front and I pick up the phone and um, I'm, I'm really getting confused because the person is getting more and more angry with me. And Gabe, the person, the angry person finally says to me, do me a favor and look in the back of your store. So I turn <laughs> to the back of the store and the door to the back room is open and I can see my colleague, my new co-employee on the phone, looking at me and smiling <laughs> and speaking. And I can hear the voice on the phone and I can see his lips moving and it's the same person, right? <laughs> and Gabe, he had done such a good job of playing a joke on me that I went back to the phone. I looked back into the phone and I said, would you hold on just a second? I actually said that to the person on the phone because I still thought it was a different person than my coworker. And I've never forgotten that. He played a marvelous joke on me. And of course, <laughs> later on, I played the same joke on other employees uh, when they started there. But it never worked as well. They were much smarter than I was. I guess I was just dumb. It was a great joke. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good joke. I hope we can talk more about those kind of things because you and I have both worked in stores and definitely had the opportunity to play jokes. 
So our next example uh, is super common in Spanish. Hacer caso, right? Hazme caso. Um, and this in English is not uh, do or make, it's pay. So listen to this expression. Uh, hazme caso sería pay attention to, pay attention to. Right. And we, we have to pay attention uh, at our jobs. That's one of the things that is different between working and, and not working is you have to pay more attention uh, when you're, you're being paid to, to do something. So at my help desk job, we had an, an agent, a, a lady that was a phone agent, and she would not pay attention to the customer's name and the customer's Ooh. file. And so what would happen is she would often call the, the caller that she was on the phone with by the last caller's name. Oh, so for example, so she would, yeah. Okay. Give me an example. She would be speaking to a caller named Carla and she would call Carla Deborah because her previous caller's name was Deborah. Oh and so God. I used to say, so what to if her, her, what if her, what if her previous customer's name was Carl? <laughs> I, th I think that she would have, uh, she didn't mess up uh, if it was two different genders, but if it was, <laughs> and we, now we listen, mostly... Carl, I'm trying to help you. I, I, my name is not Carl. <laughs> so I would say, Hey, you've got to pay attention to the current customer's name and the current customer's uh, file information that's on your screen. And unfortunately she would ignore me. Wait, wait. So you're telling me that she didn't pay attention to you? No, either? she didn't pay attention to, to me either uh, or to the screen. So she is uh, she's no longer with us. Uh, <laughs> so, but that, that's OK. She's, she's work. She's working somewhere where she doesn't have to know the person's name that she's talking to. Right. Or pay maybe she's working at the, maybe she's working at the zoo, you know, animals. <laughs> don't require names as often they don't as we get do. as offended yes that's right they don't get as offended <laughs> all right so we're going to move on to make do make do this is a wonderful expression in english and notice oyentes if you're learning english of course you learn that make and do are both words that that come from hacer in spanish so often i love that because make do is its own expression you get both of them in the same phrase right in the same phrase you get make and do but it doesn't have anything to do with no tiene nada que ver with um with hacer in spanish it's more like apañárselas so an example would be uh remember that uh, mustard is mostaza la mostaza so i don't have any spicy mustard at home right now so i'll have to make do with plain yellow mustard and Gabe, let me tell you something. Plain yellow mustard on ice cream is not nearly as good as spicy mustard is on ice cream. Especially when you drop it on your one black sock and one white sock. <laughs> like you might hear the phrase, uh, well, we don't, we don't know if we have everything we need uh, to bake this cake. And, you know, your grandmother might say, well, we'll make do. 
we'll make right. do, which means we'll, we'll, we will make this work by using substitutions of some sort or, uh, or improvising, improvisando. Yeah. My son, the vegan, um, is always having to, to make do to apanarse, uh, because <laughs> there's something in a recipe, of course, that calls for butter or something with milk. And so he's gotten very good at saying, oh, well, I'll use tofu or um, <laughs> I'll make do by using nutritional yeast or whatever it is. He's very good at making do. Okay. How about another expression, Gabe? Okay. Make your head spin. Make your head spin. And this is pretty direct uh, in Spanish. Um, I'm sure there are other expressions for make your head spin, but this one is really close. Uh, to English, hacer que la cabeza de vuelta. So, Gabe, uh, you pretend like you're my friend Nick, and um, I'm visiting you at at your house. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, um, hey, Nick, did you finish working with your with your dad in the in the garage? Yes. Yes. We just got finished. Oh, thank goodness, boy. You know, can your sister talk? I was sitting here on the couch uh, waiting for you and she was just going on and on and on about the swimming pool and her friends and her favorite band and its lead singer, blah, 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 blah. She was really making my head spin, Nick. (laughs) Yes. Well, sometimes it helps to uh, try to show her your sandals. Sorry, not really. Um, <laughs> yes, it may it can it can make your head spin when someone uh, goes from topic or subject to subject. Um, That's right. So I I definitely have known some people that when you talk to them, you feel like it's going to make your head spin. All right, our next example is hacer la maleta, which is to pack one suitcase, and hacer un viaje to take a trip. So these are two very common expressions in Spanish that translate indirectly into English. Again, hacer la maleta, pack your suitcase. Hacer un viaje, take a trip. So we're going to put these two together uh, because they're so related to one another. So Gabe, I need to pack my suitcase because I'm taking a trip to Lima, Peru in about three weeks. Wow. Now, a lot of what we tell you on this show, of course, is fiction, right? It's just, it's just fake examples to help shed light on what we're trying to teach. But I'm actually going to Peru uh, in just about three weeks, and I really am going to need to pack my suitcase, and I really am going to take a trip. So if you are a listener in Lima, um, I'm going to be in the Miraflores uh, area of Lima. Uh, get in touch with us at uh, questions arroba podcast punto usa, and I'll have a coffee with you, and we can speak some English together, um, and I'll give you dates and stuff like that. So I'm very, very excited to be leaving the country again and heading to South America for the very first time in my life. And I am so jealous. Tengo envidia. Uh, because I have never been to Peru or South America, so I cannot wait to hear about how this trip goes for you. 
Yeah, and we're going to try to broadcast from Lima in a future episode uh, while I'm on the trip. So that's going to be padrissimo. Super cool. <laughs> All right, let's have a review now and see what was sticky, pegajoso in la mente. Hey, Gabe, were you unhappy on your first date with the woman that, that you're no longer going out with? Were you unhappy with her because she, A, didn't make her bed, B, didn't make an effort, C, didn't do her bed, or D, didn't do any effort? Mm -hmm. uh, I remember her. Yes, um, B, she, she didn't make an effort on our first date. And that's why I was so unhappy. Mm -hmm. Just ignored you. And... <laughs> okay. Our next one is, Hey Gabe, what didn't make sense? What didn't make sense about your help desk call the other day? Was it a, the woman's refrigerator produces hot water and not ice. B her shower suducha makes ice cubes now or C her ice maker in her refrigerator produces ice in the shape of moons and stars lunas y estrellas well <laughs> none of those make sense <laughs> but, uh, but uh, my caller said that her that C her ice maker in her refrigerator produces ice in the shape of lunas y estrellas y no tiene nada que ver con calentadores calentador. de, de sí, calentadores de agua sí muy gracioso okay uh, greg i'm going to ask you one <clears throat> Why was your son impatient with you before you were going to the movies? Was it A, you were filling your pockets with candy bars from home porque eres bien tacaño? Was it B, <laughs> you could not make up your mind about whether to wear white or dark socks with your sandals? Or was it C, you could not make up your mind about whether to see the Doctor Strange movie or the film about Downton Abbey. Hmm. Why was he impatient with me? It's because I couldn't make up my mind about something. Oh, yeah. I couldn't make up my mind about whether I wanted to wear white socks or dark socks with my sandals. Sí, Goyo. Eso sí que es. <laughs> Oh, se me había olvidado de este broma. Muy bien, Gabe. Okay, so normally we thank our patrons here. Um, we're doing some, some analysis of where our listenership is growing. We noticed in the last seven or eight days that we have a lot of new listeners from Argentina, de Argentina, y de Peru, por coincidencia. So, hey, thank you. Argentinos y peruanos, thank you so much for giving us a listen, for giving us uh, una prueba. You know, we hope that uh, this is something that benefits you and that you can understand and acquire more English using. And if you would like to support our podcast, you can visit our Patreon page 
at www.patreon.com slash No podcast. If you want to find out more about Gabo y Goyo, you can visit noterindaspodcast.us and there you can see our blog. You can find uh, readings and videos that we have collected for you that are more at like an intermediate level, a little bit more accessible to a language student than what you might find searching on your own by yourself. And if you'll send us an email, again, questions at noterindaspodcast.us, you can suggest topics to us and we'll add to the collection so that others can benefit from what you want to read and watch as well. And don't forget that our Twitter uh, and Facebook are both great places to review some exercises, and that is at no terindas eng, E-N-G. So it's at no terindas E-N-E-G. Perfect. Okay, Greg. So be sure this week that you make an effort to make friends <laughs> so that you have a friend because you've lost all your friends from wearing socks with sandals. So make an effort to make some friends. Yeah, okay. Well, that sounds really sad. Now, before we go, we just want to say what you're doing is brave, right? We do it too. We're going we are going the other way, right? We estamos mm -hmm. aprendiendo español poco a poco, año tras año, y no es fácil. No es super sencillo y es fácil desanimarse, ¿no? So, learning a language requires a lot more listening and reading than you may think. It requires patience. So, no te rindas. Sí, no se rindan, amigos. Gabe, I love you. Thanks for your time today. Talk soon. All right, I had fun. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Bye. Sale vale. Sale vale. Sale vale.